and welcome to another Woodshop Podcast with Mike Coffey of Coffee Custom Builds, Daniel Dunlap of Daniel Dunlap Woodworks, and Peter Kapar of Petrie's Workshop. You can find us all as well as the podcast on Instagram and YouTube. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 36 of another, another Woodshop Podcast. Oh, <laughs> the Chevy Silverado of podcasts. Hey, yeah, kind oh, of a nice. big deal. Nice, and a little Don kind reference. Of a big deal. <laughs> and, uh, Don Donlap. Don yeah. Don Donlap. <laughs> What's going on, boys? It's been a long well, week. I think I've got some good news. I got two bits of good news. Ooh. First of all. We got Jeff with Two Moose Design on the show, which is yeah, amazing. Hello. He still has an answer if he's the left moose or the right moose. Left. I'm going <laughs> no, left. We'll never... He's a left okay. moose. That's why I knew I liked you. But the second piece of good news is this episode is brought to you by Merca. We're really proud Ooh. to be sponsored by Merca and to be working with Merca on this. We've got them for a few more episodes this year, and we're just really excited about it. So big thank you to them. We're all I can. I mean, we're all Merca users in this chat right now. Uh, Jeff's got one. Dan, Pete, Don even has one. Don's got uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, big flex. No, we uh, big big fans of Merca here, and we're really really proud to be working with them. And just want to say a big thank you to them. And the best way to support us is to support our sponsors. So please give them some love, give them give them a follow, and even better yet, buy one of their machines because they are really fantastic. Um, I used that Deos for the first time. It's dope, week. right? Is that the oh, square one? So nice. That's it's, a square. Yeah. I love that thing Butter. so much. Butter. I've been yeah, using love it, it all the time. It's, it's so smooth. I didn't think it could be any less vibration. Vibrating? <laughs> edge and grain and then near – you know how like sometimes, you know, you get kind of – sometimes you can get some tearing if you're near like a joint or on right. the edge with the with the, with the the discs. The Dios has none of that. I just love that thing. Yeah. It's a really great sander. Um, love it. Pete, is there something you wanted to say about Patreon? Heck yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I get, oh, oh, about that. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll talk about Patreon. Fine. Yeah. Mind, so we're here. If you guys want to, uh, you know, help us out, keep uh, bringing all this awesome content, guests so and Don, the Don, one and only, Don, and you, you get to watch Paco in the background of uh, Don's shot. Make sure to check us out on Patreon. I uh, want to do a huge thank you to all of our patrons that have supported Seriously. us. Uh, we recently, uh, with the blessing of our higher tier patrons, have opened up the live, uh, the live pre-show, pre-show which live, used yeah. to be a $10 and up patron thing, opened it up to everyone. They were totally on board. We just had our first one this week, and it was a blast. We had well, what, technically, 30? we had our first one last week, but that was very good. Right oh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we've actually had three now because the very first one was open to everyone, and then no last ragers. week was a big mistake. But we liked it so much, we kept it. So, <laughs> yeah, and it was great. We had like almost thir- almost thirty six people. I heard that was the Did we really? threshold for something. Yeah, we had last I saw was thirty four. Cool. Oh, that's great. That's Thank you to everyone who joined. That's awesome. That's crazy. Really appreciate your support. It was a good time. It was blast. It you was. get to ask questions and all that. So check us out on Patreon. And I believe we have some new patrons this week, right? We do. We actually do have two patrons this week. Uh, really amazing. Uh, thank you for all the support from them. We had uh, Jacob Miller joined and Matt with Shapeshifter joined. And fun thing about Matt is Matt actually designed our entire logo and marketing package for the podcast. So Thanks, Matt dude. is... If you know, uh, not to take Matt's away from kind of a big deal, yeah, not to take away from the first patron, but Matt, uh, at Shapeshifter Woodworks, he has a beautiful Instagram page. He makes takes great shots, really great pictures, and he's a great woodworker. So, Matt, thank you. Uh, we really appreciate everything you've done for us on the show. Um, also, I, I want to throw in 
Yes. We are very close to 100 patrons. And Isn't that, hit that ridiculous? Mark, wow. It, that is insane. We're 96 patrons this week. When we hit That's the 100 insane. patron mark, we are going to do it. We're going to fire Pete on the air. It's going to be done. <laughs> We're doing a live. Surprise. Surprise, We're going to do a little patron-only giveaway. We just got four patrons. I'm just kidding. <laughs> How'd they even hear this? <laughs> Dan, on the same on the same subject, different platform, we've officially crossed over 200 subs on YouTube. Really? Holy moly. 202. That's good. Crossed over during the live because when I checked it beforehand, we're <laughs> I'm at retiring 196. On top. No, but for reals, we are working on something for the patrons. When we hit 100, we are trying to figure out something for you guys. We really do appreciate it. We got some good ideas. Be something. It's gonna Somebody be. sent us an idea, and I can't remember who it was, but I love the idea. <laughs> I liked it too. Kill bossy posse T-shirts. Yeah, I think we need to get those rolling. It's so nice. stupid. <laughs> and then you know we got the other shirts. But anyway, big thank you to everyone. We really appreciate the support. Um, you know that's kind of it for the intro stuff. I mean, Pete had just a bevy of great questions he had lined up for Jeff, and I'm just gonna. <laughs> <laughs> No pressure. No pressure. I'm just going to put all the pressure on Pete. No, we, we wanted to get some questions in about Jeff and Two Moose and kind of like, I guess the real, just if someone doesn't know who you are, that's crazy. They need to go follow you on Instagram for sure. Do and it. definitely on YouTube and TikTok. Do it. Seriously. Yeah. But Lots give us the elevator pitch. What's the it's, elevator pitch for Two Moose Design? Who the hell are you two, and why should we care? Who am I? I am, I am one half of Two Moose Design. Jess is the other half. We started selling furniture in 2017, and we've been selling pretty much everything on Etsy ever since, and then we kind of stumbled into the maker community on IG, and haven't looked back. It's awesome, man. It's so cool. You guys, you guys are crushing it. Yeah. Yeah, you are. Crushing it. <sighs> I, can, I mean, cannot complain. Really do need to go follow. You, you brought this up in the pre-show. You started in a basement shop? So yeah. Right? Yeah. Our basement was 700 square feet, and- the shop now is thirteen fifty, so it's it feels so 13, massive. Thousand, damn, square thirteen thousand five hundred. Thirteen thousand. <laughs> well, one too many zeros, but I'll take it. Okay, right. they bought a Home Depot. They bought an old Home Depot. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you should have bought a Menards, bro. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy, man. You guys have really. I mean. I mean, I definitely look up to you guys on the business end of it for sure. The Etsy side, you guys are really crushing it over there. I mean, you, we were just talking about how you kind of do the same thing day in and day out, but that's what it takes to have a successful business. I mean, you have to do things repetitively and you have to get good at it. I mean, that's kind of part of it, right? I mean, you're out there every day, you're crushing it the same thing over and over again, but you just get better and better at it and you get faster at it. Is that accurate? Hundred percent. I, I essentially do this. I have the same routine every day, and we've really niched it down to be. It's everything's just super streamlined. Right. You have to. Right. I mean, you've got to make sure you can rely on your systems. Oh, absolutely. It's it's almost a pain in the butt to do something outside of the ordinary. Right. That makes sense. That's why custom orders are so much. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I want a labradoodle tray. $7,000. There, there are so many doodles. It is insane is how there? many. Like the the different Jeff breeds people were research. sending in are insane. And then it's just a, a simplified SVG file. Like, yeah, this is the best I got. Could you talk about that story real fast about how you got into making those little dog trays? Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, we were talking about it in there. I want to hear that. So I made a simple French bulldog tray on the CNC just for like a piece of content. And then. I ended up tagging Walter Jeffrey in it, which is some famous little dog on Instagram. 
and then they shared it, and then they just blew up, and then everyone asked for different breeds and all that. That is such a cool story. I think that's so cool. I love that. That's so good. And by famous little dog, what, he's got like, what, a million followers or 500,000? Something like that? You're The Walter? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, it's, the, yeah. The, the famous little French dog. It's it's legit over like 500,000, I think. That's crazy. It's crazy. I need to get a dog. <laughs> right. like I'm make Max his own Instagram account. Or maybe Paco. No, not Paco. Paco's Paco's not Paco's you should see the merch they with. sell. It is insane. 792,000 is what they're at. Oh. On Etsy? No, on, on Instagram. Oh, seven ninety two for followers, and, okay. and then they sell seven hundred ninety two followers. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's nuts. Damn. Now, so Jeff, why don't you kind of take us through a journey? Because you've been doing this for about three years. Uh, I've watched you guys literally start out in that garage shop we we're talking about it in a pre-show. Like, you guys seem to have kind of hit the ground running immediately, and then how quickly after that you like? How did you make the decision to just build a shop? Because that thing was, that's a monster of a shop to go from like, hey, we just got into this to we got a lot of orders to we're moving our our operation. Yeah. Can you take us through that whole process? So the whole thing came about, our, my sister-in-law asked for a simple shelf, found it on Etsy, all that. And then we found out what Etsy was and like, oh, I think we could really do this. So we made an Etsy, posted on Etsy, posted a few things on there, and we ended up, started selling these these boot trays and these boot trays started doing really good. And then we added these pet feeders and then the pet feeders exploded. And then the basement just started overflowing. And we were to the point where everything was just overflowing and maxed out to where I couldn't do anything anymore. So we had to either move or build a shop. And I really didn't want to build a shop. We wanted to move, but because we were such a new business, I couldn't get a loan to buy a new house. So we had to essentially pay for the shop outright and build it on the property we already had. And then Jess quit her job first. She quit like six months in and then I quit about a year in. So everything just kind of exploded and escalated quickly. And we just hit the ground running. That's so cool. You you guys cash flowed the whole shop built. Yeah. I didn't take it all on or anything. Paid for by pet feeders. So everyone's always ripping on the small goods, but hey, man, sell what sells. Yeah, sell what sells for sure. So you guys were working, for the first six months at least, you were both working full-time jobs. Oh, yeah. It was I honestly don't know how we did it, especially in the basement, just because it was so small and inefficient. Like, we were for sure both working over 100 hours a week, because I was working 40 hours plus at my job job welding, and then... I was working every night until 10 o'clock or so, just getting as much done as possible, and then the entire weekend. I feel that. Damn, that's crazy. So, uh, another question I have. See, Mike, I'm ready. I have questions. The <laughs> other thing is, I I've, I remember watching your process, and you guys, when you started getting slammed with orders in the beginning, you literally had, like, days. A day would be, I'm cutting wood today, or... I'm finishing today. Like you guys used to break it up into a day of finishing a day of this, a day of that. Do you guys still do that? Or now with the new space, you're able to kind of just always have a rolling, like there's some finishing happening, some cutting, some whatever. Are you still kind of batching it out? Can you take me like through your week? So my week, so the cutting, I call them cutting kits, which are, I'll cut everything into their, essentially their glue up, which will be their panel. So I'll start by cutting everything into their kits and check everything off the list. 
and then I'll glue them all up, which will be the next day. And then the following day, now that I have a drum sander, I'll run everything through the drum sander. And then the this is hard to like <laughs> to break down into pieces. And then I spend probably <laughs> so that stuff goes we pretty fast. Kids. And then it's the the putting everything together that takes me about two days. And but now that I have the drum sander, the following day is sanding, and that that's so much easier now because the drum sander is set up. I have a dual drum sander, so it sands 60 grit and 120 grit. Oh, nice. So I'm essentially mm. just finished sanding everything. Nice. And then I'll stain, and then usually I'll let the stain dry a day or two, and then I'll usually get working on CNC orders or something, and then shipping usually takes a day. So basically every week you guys are moving product out. So yeah. What's your lead time on orders? Five weeks right now. Clocks are like eight weeks. We just oh, turned them back oh, on. Wow. But uh, the Dang. so I I would say I do three and a half batches a month because like the average batch takes about seven to nine days. Wow. Do you guys so take re- days off? No. Sorry. I don't. No, okay. So you don't take. So you're twenty four seven. Yeah. I mean, like I'll damn. I hunt, well, so I'll occasionally take a day off to go hunting. But other than that, I'm I'm at least working like an hour or two a day, even if we have like some sort of. Well, lately there hasn't been anything going on, but. Still bow hunting, or you uh, bring a gun into it? Uh, gun hunting starts next week. The one, oh, okay. the deer I was after, the neighbors got him. So, <laughs> oh, that's how it goes. Oh, they got old was buck. He delicious? Damn. <laughs> <laughs> was it delicious? I, I what is I what is Go what ahead. are the responsibilities? I mean, how, how do you guys break up the responsibilities in the shop since you're both in there? I'm kind of, I'm really curious about that. So Jess actually isn't in the shop most of the time. She, right. So I would say 60% of the time, Jess is in the house just dealing with like the actual meat of the business. Like she's doing admin, like the, the Etsy questions and all that are unreal. Right. Like, she probably spends right. half of her day really? just answering emails and questions. And then just to print the orders is like a half a day routine. And then yep. she does most of the clocks. Like I'll, I'll make the, like the clock round with all my other mm-hmm. trays and everything. And then mm-hmm. she'll take over and do all the fine detail on that. So it's everyone always asks like how we do it and how we work together. We don't work together. <laughs> right. It's like, separate. We, we all separate, have our own operations. Exactly. Right. That kind of leads into my question. So it's just you and, and Jess currently, right? Correct. Do you, are there any plans to add an employee or employees in the future to help streamline even more? So... We did have an employee help us out for a little bit, but then everything with the whole the whole Roni Rona happened. So like that kind of <laughs> she ended up getting a different job that paid better because you know sanding and shipping doesn't pay that well. But I don't know. <laughs> I don't really want to manage anybody, but I kind yeah. of enjoy my simple routine of going to work whenever I want, and I kind of want to get the content rolling, so I'm pretty I'm pretty open at this point. I don't have any actual plans. Fair enough. Damn. Cool. Well, I think well, that's what yeah, be good. No, I was just gonna say, why don't we just roll into like what's on our bench? So this kind of into what? Just go around and what's on what's on my bench? Our bench. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna write it down so I don't mess the... it up like last week, like a bozo. <laughs> yeah. So why don't we start with? Uh, 
Jeff, why don't you start them? What's on the benches? <laughs> What's <for you>? on <laughs> my bench? <laughs> What's on all the benches? That's such a loaded question. Um, so mm-hmm. right now, uh, 27 trays, 8 clocks, probably 10 yeah. C&C trays. I think that's it. I started shipping. Oh, I started doing a year. I started shipping today. <laughs> so <laughs> no, no, no. Jeez. What you do in a year is you'll make half of those things, not finish them, Put throw them in, in the your rack. This guy gets me. He gets me. <laughs> now, is there anything that you're working on? Also, like, are you working on any like, not to not call these fun, but like fun projects, something like for yourself or whatever while you're doing all this, or it's just pretty much orders right now. Now, no, we did just do the builders <clears throat> challenge, which was pretty fun because we got mm-hmm. to actually like design and make something. But as that of now, great. no. And with Christmas coming up, no. So double no. <laughs> once the holidays <laughs> end, no. I'll I'll be doing something something for the YouTube. Nice, dope, cool. I gotta, I gotta. Finger guns and toss it. Finger guns. Toss it to somebody. Toss it. (laughs) Toss it to Mike. Call him Don. (laughs) Me? Oh, okay. Um, This week was, uh, let's see. I I had this sign I did uh, for a client who wanted to finish it themselves, which was great. It was a big CNC hurdle for me. I've been pretty intimidated by this CNC since I got it. I mean, it's been really intimidating for me. So, uh, that carve going really well gave me a lot of confidence this week. Uh, everything about that carve went perfectly, and it was for me the most complicated thing I've done, and I felt really good about it. So uh, it that was good. nice. Thanks. Yeah, it, it came out clean. the The bottoms were all clean. The edges were all clean. I didn't have to do a, like any cleanup work afterwards. I was really happy with it. Um, but I had an, I had two more of those flags go out. Dan Dan ordered them both. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I had two more I love flags. flags. Go, I had two more flags going out, and then uh, it's been kind of a weird week because we had all of our windows replaced in our house, and that kind of disrupted the week pretty bad. So uh, they, that was two days. They're actually not done. They're going to come back tomorrow and wrap them up. And then I did some work on this shed, which those the the windows and the shed have been looming over me for the last few weeks, and I got to get that shed done this weekend, like for sure. It has to get wrapped because we're. We got lots of rain on the forecast, and I think it's going to be quite the winter for us here. Um, you know, California winter. It's going to be. It's going to rain five times. So, um, so low seventies. Yeah, it'll be. It'll be a California chilly. You know, seventy two. I'm jealous uh, at night. No, it'll. Be, it's it, it. I mean, it was weird. We like three weeks ago it was eighty, and then I think uh, two nights ago it was twenty seven here. Uh, so we, it, it was a quick quick jump into winter for us here. So brisk. Um, it was brisk. But uh, yeah, so the, the, that stuff's done and I got um, – I'm working on some templates. I've got people – I've got four template requests right now on the C&C uh, and I've got to get pricing out for that stuff like tomorrow because they've – I've been kind of backburnering them for the whole week since I've been busy. They've been cool about it. Uh, only one of the guys actually seems like he's in a rush. The other two are kind of not really in a huge rush. So, And then uh, I told you guys about um, – Actually, I don't. I don't think I told you guys. Did I tell you about the bar I'm pricing up right now? Yeah, yeah, Before, yeah. I told. Okay, yeah. So I'm working with a guy right now for a tap house that's coming in locally, and we had a big long conversation today. And um, it's actually pretty cool. You know, my buddy Ty. Ty made it. We're actually. He's gonna. I'm actually gonna be contracting him out for the because they want it to be Lichtenberg with the epoxy on the live edge slab. So I'll be doing oh, all yeah. the rest of the stuff. So Ty's gonna be. That's right gonna up Ty's alley. That is, yeah, he's the best. So I'm gonna have Ty Collab. do that, and then uh, what's that? Collab. 
Yeah, it's gonna be a dope collab, bro. <laughs> no, we're gonna be, we're gonna um, he's gonna we're trying to lock that up now. It's the what the guy wants. The slab is kind of difficult to find in this area. So um, mango. <laughs> he wants a mango tree. No, it's 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 just hard in California to get slabs that size because they require special licenses. Ooh. So uh, or special permits, I should say. So it's it's big. Um, and then there's actually two. So working on that, and then uh, just kind of working on quotes this week. It's been kind of slow in the shop for me. So I'm hoping to get once the shed is done. I'm hoping to get back in here and get back running and gunning because I got a CNC machine to really start feel comfortable on. So what about you, Pete? Well, first of all, I'm really proud of you, man. Like you, you've, dude, you've Me? had that CNC for what? A couple months. Yeah, no. Oh, yeah, you, you, not Jeff. I'm, he knows he's good. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, we'll talk next week. But no, I do, I've watched you like really get comfortable with this machine, make some mistakes, break yeah. a couple bits. Like, yeah. dude, you're crushing it. Dude, especially yeah, going to like, you didn't even have a little machine. You no, went, no, you went straight went to, to like, a big dog. Go big or go home, the, Mike. The coffee. Cadillac of cars, <laughs> the Laguna CNC. So, Thanks, man. I appreciate uh, that. Proud too. of you, buddy. Thanks, bro. Anyways, I had a I had a very boring week. Uh, most of my week was spent right here in front of this desk, prototyping uh, all the stuff that I'm putting up on Etsy. A bunch of people have been bugging me for months now, including Mike and Dan, about uh, tool and battery holders for you know 3D printed ones. So I've just been pumping out prototypes, measuring batteries and tools, and doing super boring stuff. And I'm probably gonna do Makes actually money. a video on it because people were asking me about it. You should like. How do you do that? Like calipers, calipers and fusion. Is that how so you're doing most, it? Yeah, literally. Just God, like, that sounds so boring. I it's super boring, super yeah. exciting. But you so, nailed it. I got a couple of designs locked down. Uh, those are I printed up a bunch. That this drawer that's underneath here is like filled with all the printed stuff. And like, pull it out. It's too much crap. But that was, you know, I enjoy it. I, I like prototyping. I like making things reality. I like like I have an idea in my head and I can print it up in a little bit. Making. So I've been doing that. I've been doing a lot of administrative work and I've been taking a page out of Coffee's book with like just Which saying page? the, the one, one about Seven. like Seven getting, to the, Don't t- getting to the yes by Mike <laughs> Coffee. So no, I, I've, I get inquiries and a lot of times it's just like, this just sounds stressful. I don't feel like doing this. This is boring. I don't want to do it because I'm, I'm like, I'm not trying to make this a full-time business. Like, yeah. you know, I'm not really pursuing it that much, but Obviously. I started kind of looking at it and going, you know what? Yeah, if if you want it done, here's how we're gonna do it. And people, everyone's been like, "Yeah, let's do it." Like price you, high, you, price high. If it's not something like, you want to like do all the time. Try to get you don't have to be super high. aggressive. That's what so I do. Make as I much money as you can. High, on it. Aggressive yeah. hourly rate, and and everyone's like, "Yeah, let's do it." So I'm like, "Okay, let's do it." So I, I you have up specialized a of machines that they don't have. They can't do it. Exactly. Make so, money. Um, I'm kind America. of stepping out of my comfort zone, going back to uh, some commissions and. Uh, I mean, I even did like a a private at my house, basically someone I knew, but like basically, you know, can you, can you, uh, iterate on what a private is? (laughs) A private Private is, what are we talking about? I take off my shirt. (laughs) Let's clear off this bench. Get the carnauba oil. Basically they brought over, and this was kind of, this is kind of super lame and rough, but they brought over some. Get the kielbasa oil. Get the kielbasa oil. I cut up kielbasa, I pour the vodka, I put it not on the cast iron. I know your accent's too thick. (laughs) <laughs> so they brought over some old fencing and they wanted to make flower boxes out of them and I was oh like, yeah you did right, tell us about this yeah, sure cool. why not they brought it over it was way worse way worse condition than they described right always it was is awful but shocking yeah it always is it's rough <laughs> like the fencing on your house mike yeah yeah the one real you're bad. replacing for yeah, a reason <laughs> real bad 
So we did that. So I've been trying to step out of my comfort zone, but that's that's pretty much it. It was just a mostly an administrative week and picked up a couple of jobs. So what about you, Dan? Oh me, Don. Don. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. I've been so used to everybody <laughs> calling me Don. I was like, <laughs> who's Dan? Don um, Dan Lap. <laughs> so I've been waiting for the hardware for the third barn door. I decided to make another cabinet for my shop. And I made a cabinet to go under my miter saw station. And the miter hole? <laughs> the miter hole. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, Dan, I, I just have to point out, we were on a call two days ago or yesterday, whenever it was, the three of us, and Kayla was yelling at you about doing the barn doors. <laughs> and Emma from behind me goes, he can't do them. The hardware's not there. Because she listens to the podcast. <laughs> and, and he's like, oh, no, I haven't. I've just been sitting on it for a week. <laughs> you weren't supposed to say that out loud. Oh, God. You said the quiet part out loud again, Pete. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the barn door hardware showed up today. Yes. That's yeah. <laughs> yeah. Are you um, still, like, buried in photography stuff, though? I'm getting near the end of it. Nice. I have... I'm looking up my whiteboard. I have three <laughs> sessions to edit, and I got two more sessions this weekend. And I think that's going to be about done for the end of the year, to, until the end of the year. I mean, it'd be irresponsible to take photos this time of the year out there. Everyone would just die. It's yeah. like 12 degrees, right? <laughs> <laughs> as soon as, like, October ends, like, the photography just, like, drops off. Like, right. nobody wants any anything photographic after October. So... <laughs> You know, I'm okay with that. Until the but grand I've, opening I've been of that Taco on this. Bell. <laughs> That's going to be dope. Can you take pictures of us in front of it? <laughs> Please, Dan. Can't wait. It's a pre-show joke. Pre-show um, joke. Get in there. Yeah, I've, I've been working on this cabinet to go under my miter saw in the miter hole. There was a... That's another pre-show joke. So there was a an empty space, a negative space underneath my miter station. Where miter hole. We all know what it is. In Come the, on. Into the miter hole. Yeah, we all have one. <laughs> So there was a space there, and I, I I made a cabinet to go under my table saw wing, and Mike was like, why didn't you make a YouTube video, you idiot? And I'm like, yep. no, that was that was stupid. I should have made a... <laughs> That's a good idea. So I, I made another cabinet so I can make a YouTube video, really. <laughs> I really didn't throw it out when he's done. <laughs> yeah. Well, according I to I heard the of internet, a guy who just made a dog tray just for content, and now he's a millionaire. Millions. Billions. <laughs> A million of billionaires. <laughs> well, according to people on Reddit and TikTok, you know, it's it's going to explode because of wood movement. Right? Plywood moves, so, bro. Plywood moves. It's not even real. <laughs> it's not even a thing. <laughs> Fake news. Anyway, Fake news. Uh, that's what I've been making. Uh, that's what's on my bench. Oh, today, one thing that actually showed up was the battery holders that Pete makes showed up today. So I was excited about that. I put them up underneath my bench. Put them up underneath my bench, and I, you know, I, I got a place for my batteries now. I'm excited for my tool holders to come in because I'm tired of my, Ooh, my stuff floating around. Someday. Yeah, they're they're in the mail. He says I actually got an update. In the, mail. the shipping update shows it's cool. Oh, I'm sorry. He says they're in the mail. You guys are both sponsored by me. I expect some content. All right. <laughs> I gave you a little well, Deliverables are very expensive. Posts. So <laughs> I want one evergreen video on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Uh, Anyways, uh, that's it. Cool. That's all I got. I don't have any questions to throw it to. Let's go. We're trucking right along. Thing. So throw I, it to we questions. Can, let's rump it, jump into questions. We'll go to. Uh, Did you say rump first, it? 
Rob I did. I, I, hope, I was hoping too. you wouldn't point it out. We could just move past this. But no, no, well, the, the giveaway word is rump it now. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're going to rump We're going to rump it. Actually, no, I already have the giveaway oh. code phrase. I'm not going nice. to give it up yet. It's amazing. Okay. Well, then, Such hey, let's tease. jump into this question from Adam Barnett. Hey, guys. Adam here from Barnett Custom Woodworks. So my garage is my shop, and it's a detached garage, and I live in Michigan, and it's really freaking cold. I've been working on insulating it and getting walls up and blah, 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 all that fun stuff, but I need to put a heater out here. I've been using a couple space heaters, and my electric bill is insane. Um, so I was wondering if you guys had any recommendations or if you know what some good ways to heat the garage shop is. Obviously, I'm trying to keep it cheap and not burn everything down. So, yeah. Let me know what you think. Thanks. I will go last since I'm in California and everyone will just make fun of me for saying my shop's cold. So I'll start with double D Dunlap Donald Don Loppers. Go. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. <laughs> so there's, there's two things that I, I would recommend. Number one, what I have in my shop is a, an electric heater. And I know you, you're, you're afraid of having your bill go up. And I don't know if this is an option where you're at in Michigan. But here in Nebraska, we have an option to have our electric bill like it's it's the same every month. It's uh, I forget what they call it. They average it, and right? It, yeah, it's, it's an average year. for for the year. So and I always know. By 12. I always know what the the bill is going to be, so it's not a a huge like surprise. Surprise! Use your heater a bunch, and your bill is going to be a thousand dollars. So that's nice. That's an option. Option number two is. Get yourself a wood-burning stove and use some of those scrap offcuts that you're using and, and use that to heat your shop. Obviously, you're going to have to put in ventilation and do all that stuff and make sure it's safe. But Mike's saying no. No, you just burn no, it. Go it's fine. Just make a bonfire in the middle of your shop. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. Yeah. What do you think? From Home Depot. Oh, wait. Mike's going last. What do you I'll think? I'll go last. Jeff. Jeff. So I live in Wisconsin, which is... Does it get cold there? unbearably cold no. <laughs> like we're, we're essentially canada it's like cold. florida right <laughs> so i don't think you're gonna get super warm and cheap in the same uh same vicinity we run a mini split right yeah. which has a heat pump on it and that heats our heats our pretty big shop pretty good but you're gonna probably pay an extra thousand square feet 30 40 dollars a month in electricity but if it gets That's super cold you can get a you can get like a torpedo but the the unit you're going to spend at least $1,000 on. But you can get like a Those torpedo Those torpedoes, gear. I want to say. The, Go ahead. Sorry, Jeff. The, I got a propane one, and they, they will gas you out, so you got to kind of vent it a little bit, so be careful with that. But for an affordable option, those do heat up really fast, really quick. Yeah, what I was going to say is I had a torpedo heater back in the day, and carbon monoxide built up in my shop because i wasn't venting it right and i got really bad headaches and yeah just be really Definitely careful be with those aware. Things. yeah you can run into some danger there how about you pete uh well question about those don't they also like expel moisture or something when, like when they burn off is that what type what's of heater? that there's a there's he- certain heaters that like make the air like i think it's a propane heater because propane you get the off gassing but you'll it creates more moisture in the air 
I don't know. I'm not a botanist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Whatever. Um, but for me, so for me, a wood burning stove would be the best option. Uh, however, if you're in there every day and like really working, like starting a fire every day could be kind of a pain in the butt. However, I live in a very residential area in New Jersey, which means houses are so close to each other. You can probably reach out with both arms and touch both. So I can't really run a chimney. Also the, the garage is obviously under the house, so I can't go straight up. I can't go outside because I'll burn my siding or my neighbor's siding. So my only option is electric heat. And I had a little 110 heater. Worked great until January when it got down to like the teens or lower outside. And I couldn't, I would run that thing nonstop and my shop would maybe, maybe get to low 60s. You know, uh, I recently just got a uh, 220 or 240. 30 amp, it turns out, heater, also from New Air. <laughs> so I didn't realize that uh, I saw the plug on the site. I was like, yeah, that's the one. That's, yeah, this, just like the one I have. Yeah, no, this one's like an inch wider. <laughs> it's like massive. It's the same one that I think, Mike, you have on your, your P-Flux, right? The P-Flux 3 has this, is a 30 amp. <laughs> yeah. So. Basically, this thing should be like hardwired into your panel, but like it came with a plug. So uh, guess who's running a sub panel this winter? <laughs> that's good guy. it'll help you a lot yeah it will so it's gonna be a nice little investment i already had 220 run to the shop but i only had one outlet and i have two 220 machines planning on getting three so now i'm like well sub panel time might as well so i listen it's it's electricity whether it's that or time and splitting wood and burning or using gas and paying for that you're gonna pay for it it's you gotta yeah. keep the shop and dan's recommendation was the best a lot of companies in New Jersey, I know PSE and G does this as well. You can split your bill over 12 months. It's a nice way to kind of not hurt. Cause let's be real in the summer. It's the same thing. If you got an AC unit or something in there, you're going to be paying for electricity too. And if you're burning, what about you Mike, oh, sorry, what good. Go and if you're burning wood and your insurance company finds out, they're not going to be very happy just because that's a large liability. Also true. Good call. So, um, it doesn't get crazy. I mean, the coldest it gets here is like 15 degrees or whatever. And it's only like a few nights out of the year. And I mean, we get snow like twice, you know? Um, <clears throat> so generally the nights are usually around freezing when it starts to get into December and the end of November. And before I redid this side when the CNC was coming. So last winter when I was working in here and over there, uh, this wasn't insulated. Um, the other night when it got down to like 27 out, this is all insulated now. And I've got three quarter inch ply around everything. And the other shop is insulated and connected to the house. Um, the coldest it got out here was 61. So I'm really happy with the insulation situation out here. So I'm not super concerned. Insulation makes a huge difference. It's insane how much of a difference it is out here. Um, and then the sound, I mean, when I, before I had the insulation in here, you could hear me working in the other side on tools outside this on the other side of this wall. Now I can, excuse me, I can run this dust collector and the CNC running a three inch flattening bit and you can barely hear it outside my walls. Wow. So insulation is a big deal. So it's, it's, it's amazing. Um, so for me, I have a little radiant heater. It's an, it's just an oil heater and it's running right now and it's currently 68 in here. Uh, it's actually kind of toasty and it actually does a really good job heating up. If, as long as I can keep this side pretty decent, this side never gets be- lower than that because it's surrounded by most of the house. Um, so I just really leave this thing plugged in over here and let it do its thing. What's the current um, temperature outside? 65? 
Um, it's and 42 while, right now. Oh. Yeah, so one other thing I'll say is where most of us lose heat is actually through the garage yep. doors. A lot of us are working in garages, so the garage doors are really going to make a huge difference. Yeah. Uh, you know, if you have an external door, use that. Don't open that garage door. Yeah. I think there's some, I, There's. I've definitely seen some people, I know, uh, I think Mark Spagnuolo, literally, he has a three-car garage. Two of them are insulated walls he built over the, yeah. the, the entryway. So if you're committed in your shop and you have a two-bay, you know, garage, maybe insulate one side. And if you have those thin doors that have literally no insulation it's just little sheet of metal insulate uh, them definitely throw something on there insulate well they make go get those four by eight. you can go yeah. get those four by eight like yeah. uh foam plywood sheets and just the things that people use for track saw cheap. cuts yeah yeah, yeah my my garage doors are insulated and with these new windows in um i'm i think i'm gonna be in really good shape here for sure for the winter i'm not super concerned and as soon as i fire up the big dust collector this thing kicks off. <laughs> so does mine. It's pretty, so, I mean, it's pretty intense. It, it's insane. Yeah. Like, I, I, if I have this thing running for like 10 minutes, I'm like, oh, it's gone up two or three degrees. For sure. So there you go. It's, it's Buy a giant dust collector, get a heater for free. Problem solved. Drop a couple grand on it. Yeah, <laughs> boom, boom. So um, my dream scenario would be to have a shop with a stove in it, preferably yeah. a pellet stove. Mm-hmm. A wood stove would be nice, but a pellet stove is what I'd really Way want Way easier to maintain. Yeah, yeah, just so much easier maintenance, and you don't have to split wood or cut. I'm just so done with that. Like, I have I to mean, cut ideally, split wood here. Two systems would be great, like having an AC and heat, but also having a stove where you can alternate. If like I don't feel like starting a fire, I have no wood. I well, just like the smell of stoves. I do yeah. too. I mean, our, we burn wood and we burn wood to keep warm. I'm actually as soon as I wake up tomorrow, that's what I'm doing. I'm splitting wood. So. But I hate it. Same. I hate splitting wood. I'm so done I'm with over it. it. Yeah, I've got like, yeah. I'm just so done with it. Like I have like three cords of red oak out here that I need to cut up and split. And it's just like, I'm dreading it. You know, it's just one of those things that has to get done though. So have you thought about um, putting those, those cords through the CNC and let the CNC cut it down? Ooh, more? you're a smart <laughs> just man. Just turn it on the sawdust. <laughs> <laughs> but it's red oak. So, <laughs> um, I don't really want to touch my tools. No, uh, the, the, uh, it, it, it's just a, it's just a pain in the neck kind of thing. I'm just at this point where I don't really want to deal with those kind of things anymore. So. I got all this wood. I was like, I'm going to cut it all up. And then every year, I'm just more and more, I dread it and dread it. So I think I'm going to cut a lot of this up. And when we burn through it, I'm just going to buy, have a firewood place, drop off wood, to be honest. That's what I've been doing. Jeff, do you still have that weird heating system in your house where like you toss a couple logs in there and like heats your house? Yeah, it's just, that's, I just burn wood. Fireplace? No, it's like a, isn't it like a. It's a stove. (laughs) What stove? No, no, no. Don't you have like an actual like HVAC system that uses like wood or. Am I remembering uh, I, it? Like it's in my basement, and I just throw split wood in it, and then it just propels the heat through the house. Yeah, it's like <laughs> I don't know. It's so Pete stuff. isn't an idiot. Well, it's, it, to, to me, it's a, <laughs> it's no. A to me, it's a little. I mean, yeah. we don't have like a wood burning. That's crazy. You know, so it's like a true furnace. House, You're but... loading up wood in there, and it circulates through the house. Interesting. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. You probably Is even outdoor wood? one. You're you're you throw wood in outdoors, Mike. Me? Yeah. No, I have a fireplace. Oh. my! I just have a fire. I don't even have a stove. That was one thing we were looking at is we were going to look at getting an insert for in there. Um, But uh, truth be, I don't know how long we're going to live here for. Like I wanted to get these windows in for resale and in California and it it is getting really hard to get permits for wood burning stoves and houses in California. Yeah. They're trying to like make it go away and mm. um, I – Windows will get us money back for the house because I think in a year or two we want 
out of this state. <laughs> like I want out of here big time. So um, I actually just, have a wood burning fireplace with an insert and I should probably utilize that more. I don't know why you wouldn't. It's amazing. It's really nice. It's pretty nice. Yeah, I love that. I grew up on that. I wish I wish I had this insert. But I mean, we have a big oversized fireplace. I mean, you guys saw my fireplace. Yeah. I got a quote for that. It was $6,200 to get a wood burning stove in there. Good Lord. Yeah. So it's like, how can I even, I would have to, that, to offset my, anyway, that's another podcast. Yeah, it's expensive. <laughs> so, another another, fireplace another, 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 yeah, another home improvement podcast. So, <laughs> um, let's jump into this next question. This is from Kevin, uh, from Tevin. No, Tevin with, from with Righties. Righties Woodshop. <laughs> hey guys, Tevin from Righties Woodshop here. Um, <laughs> I've been working in my garage and it's getting colder. So I was wondering what you do with consumables when it drops around 30, 40 degrees in the shop. Um, do you store those inside? Or do you just kind of um, know they're consumables and use them? If they go bad, just buy some new stuff. So love to hear your answers, guys. Love the show. And glad Jeff's on there with you guys this week. It should be a good time. Thanks. Dan, what do you do with your consumables? I just let them sit on the shelf. And if they go bad, they go bad. And I replace them. If not, then cool. I mean... I don't. I don't hey, worry about it. I don't worry hey, about what it. What do you much. do with consumables? <laughs> Dan's an idiot. Here's what I do. I just let them sit on a shelf, and if they expire, I just replace them. They're consumables. <laughs> Isn't that what so, I said? You're shut an up. Idiot. No. Good answer, Pete. <laughs> Jeff, what about you? So tight bond. You can actually. It can actually freeze and unfreeze a few times before it's actually bad. Really? I don't know. It that. says do not freeze, but it's it's okay for a few freezes. Just don't tell anyone. <laughs> but the stuff stuff like paint and stains, the water based stuff, like if it freezes, it, it it separates and it's no good. So if you can protect right. it against freezing, you definitely should. But I think it's more so the freezing than just being cool. How about you, Makes Mike? Makes sense. Hmm. It doesn't get cold enough here. Honestly, it's just not an issue I run into. I mean. The coldest it's ever been in my shop is like 40 degrees. So I'm the last person to ask, which literally I was the last person to ask. So <laughs> there, was, there was a reason. Dan, now that we got those questions out of the way, why don't we give it over to you to do the giveaway? All right. Uh, so last week was week 21 of the Macbeth sponsored giveaway. Thank you, Macbeth. And we gave away a Jessam Paraline feather board or feather nice. boards, I guess. It's a $45 value, and the winner of that was Andy Kramer of Alpha Alpha? Kilo Woodworks. Nice. Congratulations. Congratulations, Andy. Andy. Congrats, dude. Hey, week 22. (laughs) Week 22, sponsored by Macbeth Hardwood. We are giving away an Incra 12-inch Precision T-Rule. That is also a $45 value, and that is a dang good tool. Cool, 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 cool. Macbeth is really <laughs> stepping it up for the end of the year, like giveaways. These are nice. Bonanza. <laughs> Macbeth <laughs> Bonanza. So uh code code phrase. Let's talk code phrase, shall we? What do you I don't, think don't this week's code title. phrase should be Oh, I'm not. Okay. This week's code phrase should be Petrie's Kilbasa Massage. <laughs> Parlor. Parlor. <laughs> I think Parlor that's makes a, it creepier. That's very long for them to <laughs> That's pretty type. long. <laughs> Let's put in parlor. I like. Let's you know. let's do Petrie's massage parlor. <laughs> oh, kielbasa's got to be in there. Okay, okay, kielbasa, whatever you want. It's your it's your thing. I'm just interrupting. Kielbasa Petrie's kielbasa massage. Okay. That's where we're going. 
So gross. Four four words is just too much to put on. It's these too much work. We can't expect them to do the yeah. giveaway. So many words. Code word: Petries, kielbasa, massage. Send it to us in a DM on our podcast IG account, Another Woodshot Podcast, or email it to Another Woodshot Podcast at Gmail dot com. And you need to do you need to do this before we record next week on Friday. By yes. the way. We will be back to the normal schedule next week. Yes. Now, now, Dan, if I wanted to like increase my chances of possibly winning in the in this giveaway, Good job, Pete. how could I do that? You don't. It's a separate just... giveaway, Pete. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, <laughs> well, well, we'll announce it now because Pete was announcing. Oh, yeah, we can talk about it. He... <laughs> I forgot. So <laughs> we're going to be doing another giveaway next week as well. Uh, we'll talk more about it during the week, but you're going to want to be in the pre-show next week to get a second entry. We're and by in the pre-show, we mean be in the pre-show live. live I'm on sorry. YouTube. Yes, I apologize. The live on YouTube. The pre-show live I'm on YouTube. Yotubes. So we're going to force Dan to do twice as much work and take Thank you. twice as many entries. Thank you. Because it's about time he did something. He's going to be entering them live. It's going to be great. <laughs> it's going to be great. Thank you. <laughs> I'm excited. So um, yeah, that's it. Cool. Back to the show. Cool. Thank you, Macbeth. Thank you, thank you. Uh, this next question is from, well, it's Josh the Dad, and he has a question about nightmares. <laughs> hey, guys, it's Jay the D. You know, Josh the Dad, one of the big IG. Um, have you guys ever had a, a strange dream that you thought was so real? You know, so like last night I had this dream. Don't worry, it's PG. But I had this dream that I had borrowed a friend's Mercasander. And I had the Mercasander and this piece that I was working on, and I was going to this woodworking convention thing and i was wanting to take my piece in there to show somebody and say hey how do you think i should finish it and as i was walking around the convention uh i i got to the booth and i was like hey what do you think and then i realized i had set the merca sander down that i had borrowed and i don't remember where and then i frantically was like running around the place looking for the sander that i had borrowed from my friend because i i just knew i was going to get in trouble and, and i couldn't find it but then i woke up have you guys ever had weird dreams like that where you dream about your woodworking stuff and tools and things you wish you had? Okay, bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> Pete, tell us about your de- deepest, darp- darkest – well, this is really tough. Deepest, Welcome to my darkest, world. Yeah. Nah, Words are hard. I've been done lapped. <laughs> Welcome to your deepest, darkest dreams. No, tell us, this, Pete. This whole time, Jeff's like, these guys can't even freaking talk. Yeah. How do they have a podcast? Well, podcast can't, can't speak good. It's all part of the, the fun, bud. We just edit all of this out. We just re-record. No, we no, don't. Pause. Let's try it again. Uh, so, yeah, <laughs> and you, you guys are gonna you guys are gonna freaking laugh, but it was a it was around last holiday, and it was a dream about cutting boards because I was, <laughs> you know, like when you like just you're doing one thing for so Aim long. Like Dan's low. had the stakes dream, you know, where <laughs> he just he, he's doing so many stakes. I was doing so many cutting boards. I was having like a dream about trying to get a pattern right and I kept messing it up and oh, and like I kept running out of wood and I couldn't get any more wood so the cutting board kept getting smaller. Euphemisms. Stup- it's stupid. But yeah, it was, a, it was a cutting board dream. I wouldn't call it a nightmare, Josh, but it was it was definitely a dumb dream. What about you, Dan? I've never Ooh. had anything like dumb. that. <laughs> never. I don't even know. I don't even know where to begin. I've never I don't dream. I don't have dreams. So you never had a dream where like there was wood involved, like maybe like, you woke not. up in the morning and there nope. was wood nope. on your mind. Nope. No, no that's usually wood. dreams. Nope. God. Nope. I'm not. Man, even that was a long that. road, Pete. But you got there. I'm proud. Not of you. Even <laughs> <laughs> I've never had that type of dream where I, you know, I'm I'm 
No, I just, I don't even know where to go with this. Jeff, save me. So, my entire life is woodworking. So, the last thing I want to do at night is think about more woodworking. So, I have never (laughs) had a dream about wood. Not once. How about you, Mike? You've had at least one. No, I never. I mean, the thing with me is I rarely have dreams. And when I do, they're like frighteningly weird like super weird it's I like thought my I was face the was a car one. and <laughs> <laughs> my face was a car and then i i felt happiness about triangles and i was walking to the taco bell <laughs> opening up in nebraska it was like are uh, you sure a, you're not are these just trips or LSD? are you like yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> this uh apple juice is hitting different or Yo, whatever no a lot I, of I stuff just, is legal in california <laughs> everything's legal here no it's uh except for wood stoves no the uh <laughs> we, <laughs> the uh I just rarely dream. Like I, I think it's because I don't get a whole lot of sleep anymore these days. But whenever I dream, it's just crazy off the wall. My boy doesn't even hit REM, yo. Yeah, I don't even hit REM. <laughs> I'm just like I, I like close my eyes and then I wake up and I just Dude, right like back to work. It's just like all right, well, I'm gonna go back to work again. But it's just I don't know. But yeah, no, not really. Definitely not about woodworking. I didn't have any nightmares about cutting boards. That's for sure. No. <laughs> um, weird flex. I know. This next question is from Ken Robertson. He is in an empty church. <laughs> hey guys, Ken Robertson with KR.Woodworks. Gotta have the dot because someone stole my name before me. Um, but I had a question this week about fashion. You know, the cooler weather's here and, you know, I've been seeing Mike sporting all the flannel wear. Um, but I had a question about winter apparel in the shop. Uh, last weekend, I was working on some parts at the router table. Uh, and I noticed, you know, my sweatshirt had kind of loosely fit sleeves. And at one point it was kind of like, became conscious that, hey, this would be kind of nasty if it ended up getting too close to the router bit. Um, so I was wondering what kind of general safety tips are there for, you know, clothes like that during the winter in the shop? Thanks and have a good week. Pete, what do you think about this? So for me, it's, uh, you know, a lot of flannel. Cause it doesn't really hang too much, but I try to always, you know, roll up the sleeves. I don't try to have them too low. Um, which is where they, the whole heat thing comes in. Like, I don't like being too cold in a shop. I don't know how some people are working with jackets on no. like multiple layers. Cause I feel like you can't quite feel everything. And like, you could be leaning over a table saw and it could be six inches of fabric between your arm and, <laughs> and, and the saw blade. And you might clip it. I, I'm mm-hmm. a it's big no, no, like puffy clothing. Clothing is a big no, no for me. Um, but, the play site. So for me, it's, it's hoodies and flannels. That's it. If I, if it's too cold for those, I don't go in a shop. Usually the place where I run into it the most is at the woodworking school. When I'm teaching people, people are, you know, wearing hoodies with long strings or even like hair, like long hair being uh, down right out of the gate. I tell people like, you got to be very careful with your clothing. No, no loose fitting clothing. Usually the first class is the one that we get a lot of that, like comfortable clothing in. And I'm like, no, that's, it's dangerous. You're reaching over a table saw blade, router table, all that. You don't want it. So hundred percent agree with you. You want nice tight fitting, not tight fitting, but like clothing that doesn't really hang on you. What about you, Dan? You wear a lot of baggy clothes. <laughs> yeah. You're basically a homeless guy. What about you, Dan? <laughs> he does a lot of rap videos. <laughs> wear a belt. Um, mm-hmm. I wear a lot of hoodies and uh, recently, I've been wearing a lot of my Petri hoodie and my coffee yeah. hoodie because the, yeah. I got those from Much those love. Guys. But 
Definitely. Pete, Pete hinted, yeah, because they were free. <laughs> and he's homeless. But Pete hinted at this. Uh, hoodies usually have that string in them, so I will take that string out because that is a huge, like, safety thing. And this is coming from the guy that wears flip-flops in the shop. So, you know, take that with a grain of salt. But I will I will get rid of the the string in the hoodie for sure. And I wear a lot of flannels as well. But And this goes back to the question about heating the shop, you know, this could all be alleviated if you keep your shop heated a little bit, and then you don't have to wear all those big baggy clothes. What about you, uh, Jeff? You live up in Wisconsin. How do you deal with the? So I, uh, I keep the shop around things. mid lower sixties. So I flannels and hoodies, and I've never had an issue. But at my last job, when I was welding, I was grinding a weld with a hoodie on, and the the disc grinder caught the pouch of my hoodie and sucked it into my gut, and I had a pretty good pretty good cut across the bottom of my stomach so yeah just be aware of what's, oh, yeah, what's hanging off Ooh. or just don't wear baggy clothes Thanks. but it's it's hard but hoodies are always kind of a little baggy even if they do fit right a little baggy how about you mike yeah it's yeah it's like it's same with, with me i mean i keep my shop at like in the 60s pretty much all at all times um and i can get away with a flannel at all times you just really have to be cognizant of what you're doing and what's going on around you. I think it's – obviously, you don't want to wear clothes with tassels and stuff like that. I mean, I think we can all agree the safest thing to wear in the shop is one sock. No? Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, no. no. Um, Pick it, a foot, left yeah. or right. Left. <laughs> Go between that. No, uh, I know. The, uh, <laughs> no, it's uh, – you know, I, I wear I wear a belt. And I also wear flip-flops in the summer and when it's hot in here just because I don't like the heat at all. But I'm wearing boots now. For the rest of the year, I'll be in boots, flannel, jeans, and sometimes a hoodie when it's like really – I haven't warmed up the shop yet. So, uh, But you really just got to pay attention to what you're doing. I mean you really don't want to get close enough <clears throat> to where your clothes yeah. could ever get caught anyway. So Yeah, I'm not typically pushing material through the table saw with my foot. So the flip-flops isn't an <laughs> <Right>. issue. <laughs> And you can work with a busted toe. It's fine. But yeah. you need your arms. For and sure, that, yeah. that's the other thing. So, like, at the woodworking school, we have a saw stop. But saw stop's not going to help you if you your clothing gets pulled in. No. Because, yeah, once the time, once by the time it makes it to your skin, the whole thing's going to drop. And you're going to get pulled in even more into the saw. So It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt. Just heat your shop, people. Come on. Pay that electric bill. <laughs> Good. Good advice. Right. Pay your bills. Pay your bills. Don't lose your body parts. All right. This next question. We're actually moving into a really good clip here. Yeah, this we're is, good. This is flying we're like 55 along. minutes in. Yeah, this is good. This next one is from a young man named Moses Cho. I, nice. Love that dude. Hey, another Woodshop podcast. My name is Moses with Chosen Craft Co. And thanks to you guys, I really um, enjoyed picking that name. And thanks for, for all your input. Um, and yes, Dan, whoever picked that name, uh, let my people Cho gets the credit, whoever that was. Love it. Um, it was Mike. So I really like woodworking and, um, you know, I spent a lot of time on Instagram, on Facebook, on, no, not Facebook, on, <laughs> on YouTube and just researching all these tools. Um, and I'm also newly married. So what that means for, for me specifically is to balance out a really healthy amount of time and like time management, right? And, this leads to the question of your wife's support. And I know you guys have mentioned how supportive your wives are and, and I see it. You know, I really truly believe that. And that's wonderful. Um, 
not that my wife isn't, but was there an event or conversation that took place um, before your wife kind of gave you that unlimited, unconditional support? Or is she just an angel? And I don't mean like her her supportive nature, but was there um, a point in your woodworking hobby or business where there was enough income that made it um, so that your your wife was like, oh yeah, like let's let's get this going? Or was there an agreement or a big argument that you guys had to go through? I don't know. Um, I just want to know if you guys have um, had that certain turning point with your wife um, as far as her support towards your woodworking business slash hobby. Thank you guys and can't wait to hear from you. Dan, I want to hear from Jeff first just because him and his <laughs> wife work together. That's the only reason. <laughs> Jeff, what's your hit on this? Uh, try to get her involved. I mean, obviously, making money and showing you can make some buku bucks is going to help you out. But if you can get her involved, even if it's just in like the design or something that she'd be interested in, definitely go that route. But that's, that's all I really got. I haven't never really had a – she's <laughs> kind of been on board the whole time, so I guess she's just an angel. How about you, Pete? <laughs> oh, ouch. <laughs> I'll toss it to Dan for this one because he really wanted to answer so this. bad. <laughs> toss it back to me. Go ahead, Dan. There was there was a time where my wife and I had arguments and conversations about you know how much money was going out versus how much money was coming in because my wife sees the here and now of the finances because my wife runs all the finances of the household. I just you know I work and I I try to bring in money as much as I can. And she pays all the bills. So like when I first started doing woodworking seriously, she wasn't seeing the big picture. Like I was, she was seeing the, the actual numbers of what was happening currently. So she didn't, she wasn't quite on board, but as soon as I started making money and she saw that there was a positive, you know, cash flow, then she was on board, which makes perfect sense. So my wife, is a perfect angel but we didn't see eye to eye in the beginning but we're we're there now she sees it she she understands what about you pete hi kayla she clearly listens to the podcast that's why he's being so nice (laughs) (laughs) so for me it was uh it was like jeff said it's like getting them involved and also like dan said because he has to legally because he's married (laughs) uh being fully transparent and kind of like you know like Emma never asked for my my finances and whatever, but let me see. I made sure that I made sure that like after the first couple of years, I realized I was just kind of like bleeding. I was bleeding money. I was putting money in. I was buying tools, whatever, but I wasn't really making anything back. But as soon as I started kind of keeping a spreadsheet and like making the money, and the money wasn't coming out of our pocket, the money was coming out of the shop's pocket, and kept tracking it. And first three years, I was breaking even. But, you know, that doesn't mean I didn't make any money. That made that means that I made a bunch of money and I bought a bunch of tools. So once she saw that, it was kind of a slow burn. But once she kind of saw like, oh, like we're, you know, it's not impacting our house. We're never having to uh, pull from our own finances. It's just sustaining itself. And now it's to a point where it's making more money than it's taking out. Uh, it's gotten to the point where she has to talk me into buying tools. Like, I'm like, ah, oh, I really want this thing, but... I don't know if I, it's it's so expensive. Like, I don't want to spend a thousand dollars on this thing. And she's like, was it going to help you work faster? Yeah. Do you want it? 
Yeah. Do you have the money? Yeah. The, why are we talking? <laughs> so that's definitely been nice to like kind of have it change now where I don't have to like argue for it. What about you, Mike? So, I mean, it, for me personally, I feel like there's two different ways to look at it. So for my wife, she's just super supportive. Like my wife's, you guys met my wife. She's like the nicest person in the world. Like she's, I don't know just super with you. <laughs> yeah. that nice. she's like the she's like she's like the super like the greatest and she's she's a 12 out of 12 out of four right solid yeah. 12 out of four, 12 out of four. <laughs> no i she she's really great but so i think not not let's not talk about a business let's just talk about a guy who wants to get into woodworking and wants to have a hobby he loves i think that there's something to be said about buying some tools and having a hobby that makes you happy and I think you need to have that in your life. And it doesn't have to be woodworking. And I don't think you should feel bad about spending some money on a hobby that brings joy to your life. Mm-hmm. And yes. I don't think you need to be cheap. I don't think you need to – I think if you're an adult and you have an income and it's not irresponsible for your family, everyone should do that. Everyone needs an activity that brings joy to their life. Otherwise, you just live this existence that sucks. Agreed. But there, there is a line that I can just be said crossed. That. Don't be irresponsible for your family. Yep. Okay. So That's I'm it. sorry I spoke up. Yeah, it was really stupid, and everyone thinks you're bad now. Don't mix up credit cards. Um, <laughs> Dan, I still right. like you. Yeah, don't use, don't do that. I mean, you, you know, you, you need to, you need to be responsible. Um, but you need to find happiness in life. So, then, sometimes people want to monetize their hobby, and that's where I think we're all at. I mean, mm-hmm. we're, I mean, Jeff's, we're at varying different levels of it. Jeff and Jess are doing really well. Luna decided to come in here. Hey, girl. Hi, Luna. <laughs> Um, she can't hear me. Hey, baby. Um, you know, then you have to start looking at it from a different perspective where like you're, if you're trying to tell yourself or you're specifically your spouse that, Hey, this is a business investment. You know, you guys need to have some conversations about that stuff. You guys need to both be on the same page as to where you want it to go and what the expectations are for both of you. So, um, those are just things you need to do. Um, my woodworking stuff accelerated very quickly because I just started – I mean, I didn't have any any tools at all until like end of 2017. And then I got some tools and then it just kind of accelerated really quickly for me to where I was like, man, I really like this. And then you get that first sale and you're like, oh, I really like this. you know. <laughs> and then you, you start selling a few more things. You're like, okay, this is kind of dope. And then you start – Luna, come on. She's slamming water right behind me now for the giant 29-inch <laughs> long tongue. Okay, good. Um then you get to the point where you got to start making decisions about whether or not you want to start a business. And that just has so many different ramifications. But I think to answer Moses's question specifically last holiday season, I was like, I'm going to do this hustle and I'm going to start making things to sell. And last holiday season, I was even blown away by how many, how much money I ended up with at the end of the holiday season and how many tools I was able to buy because of that. I was like, yeah. whoa, this is pretty crazy. Like that's I, a great point. I can, you yeah, want to convince I, your wife? Holiday season. Yeah, I mean you well, I mean I was able to get all these tools uh and it cost us nothing. And I was like, okay, this is pretty neat. And if you're just someone who likes to build things, not I'm not talking like physically build things, I mean build like a business and stuff, that's really exciting to me. Mm-hmm. So uh, like actually the business end of it, I actually do enjoy that side of it a lot. Uh, and it's really fun to me. So when I started seeing the ability to, to turn something that I truly love into a way to make money, you know, I was really excited. And then my wife saw that that made me happy and excited. And it's working 
pretty well. I don't say like I wouldn't think I'm wildly successful at it or anything, but it's working out. And now that I've made some other decisions since then, it's starting to work out faster and faster and better and better. So um, I think the best thing, and it sounds so cheesy, you just need to communicate with with your spouse about what you yep. want to do. And you need to see like what the real expectations can be. And you need to really, not just for your spouse, but for yourself, you need to prove to both of you that you can actually make money at it if that's what you want to do. You need to like make – you need to make it happen. You can't just say you want to make it happen. You actually have to make it happen and that's that's when you when you feel comfortable or confident in yourself that you can make it happen. Then you need to start looking at what the next tool is and sometimes tools um, – I was just on this other – I was on the, pod, the Go Build Something podcast with Walker and the two Jessies and we were talking about you know some – you'll get comments on posts. Oh, if I had that tool, I could build that. And it's like, dude, that's like a $1,200 tool. And if you wanted to actually do it, just go buy that $1,200 tool. If you're really going to do it, you could probably have that tool paid off in like two projects, realistically. I mean, two larger projects or like a handful of other ones. So, you know, you can do it. You just be prepared to work your butt off. That's the thing. But the other thing is, is definitely you don't want to go into like any amount of like really scary debt yeah, don't do for that. stuff like that. You really want to be... You really yeah. want to be able to afford what you're doing. You don't just want to like dive in and be like backwards and money on stuff. It doesn't make any sense to do that. It helps no one. It helps no one. It puts you in a bad position. And if you really want to be in a business, you're going to have a hard time getting any real business loans or approvals for anything when they see that you have that kind of uh, debt floating out there. I mean, so. Jeff, look at what you and Jess built and on no debt, right? There's no, no cash flow. And everyone thinks okay. they need they need the woodpeckers, the fest tools. Sure, they're great tools, and like you don't, you, no, it's okay to buy Ryobi tools or use Grizzly yep. joiners and buy rigid. Built Who up? cares? Work your way up. Yep, I love those it. tools just make it a little easier. That's all. Yeah, basically, all. I, I mean the the kind of the argument I think we all made was like when you can when the the business pays for itself, like they, no, who can argue? It's its own entity. You're not you're not hurting your family. It's a, it's a hobby that's and helping your family. But it also needs to be stated that there is a difference between a business that can pay for itself and a profitable business too. And that's like the next level. And I'm not talking down to what you're saying at all, Pete. But it needs to be delineated. Like I wouldn't say that Coffee Custom Builds is wildly profitable. Um, but it's uh, it's it's paying for itself well right now. Yeah. I'm making money at it. But it's starting to in the last – I mean literally the on the real truth is since I got the CNC, I'm now starting to see like really real success with that machine. And that was the whole point behind investing in it. Yeah. And and the, the, the other point you brought up is – I mean this is a hobby for – this is how it started for a lot of us. It's a hobby. You're, right. It's okay to spend – some people spend thousands of dollars on sneakers. Some people spend it on model trains. Some people spend it on woodworking tools. And you know what? It makes them happy. So who cares? Yeah. Just got You've really got to find happiness in your life. Yeah, and that doesn't mean go into like crazy amounts of debt. Don't don't do that. No. Don't go. In, I mean, really avoid that at all costs. But free. I think the bottom line is to answer Moses's question is come up with a plan with your spouse, and ultimately, if you married that person, in theory, they want you to be happy. Yeah. So find out what that middle ground is where they're gonna, where you're both going to be happy with that. So um, that's really it for the questions this is like that's it the shortest episode in a while i mean is there anything else we want to talk about jeff anything you need to push yes, you got any quickly in 10 seconds how do you grow 
to your numbers on Instagram. Go. Post every day, post no, great content. Huh? Boom. Oh, oh uh, great content. Bomb content. Be post your, every day, post great content. But be yourself. Everyone's just trying to like figure out the next greatest thing and nobody knows what we're doing. I talked to Mike too. We talked to pretty much everyone at the top of the game and none of them know what they're doing either. Just be yourself. Nope. Post some stuff that you think works good. If that don't work, try something else. It's it's there's no real science behind it, but just be you and your your following will come. Mike's following probably not even half of them people are following me. Like there's people out there for everybody. Right. Everyone has yeah. different audiences. That's 100%. really really important to un- to to understand that uh there's and a lot of them are going to be different demos too, not just age groups and 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 gender and stuff. I mean, what they're actually into isn't going to be exactly the same. Uh you know, we were, Jeff and I were talking about mixing it up earlier today. And that's important not to get outside of what you're actually the core of what you're doing, but mixing it up with in what you're doing. And you're probably going to find new people like uh, <laughs> I'm trying to think of something random. Like, like it, Tehran's a big country. There's a lot I mean, of I don't know what the big, like, <laughs> it, it, It's a city, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, you go into you start doing different projects. I mean, you start on one thing and then you move to another thing. Uh, you know, you start on cutting boards, you move to, uh, I don't know, a table or something. You're going to start seeing a different audience for the furniture builds. Um, so it's it's definitely be you because the more you stray away from being yourself, uh, the harder it is to maintain that. And like when we were saying, like, living a lie. if you get in a rut and to change it up doesn't mean to go post about – if you like cars, your woodworking audience right. isn't really going to care about your new Corvette you bought. Yeah. But like to change right. it up, maybe try doing like a shop build, do some organization or some different type of joinery or cut some dovetails. Like there's endless amount of yeah. things you can just do to change Challenge it up yourself in your within realm. your niche. Hundred percent. Yep. I can't For cut sure. hand cut dovetails. I'd like to try though. Neither can I. That's something I've been trying to work on for months, but I keep things get in the way. It's just something I want to get better at for myself. I don't care if someone doesn't doesn't like the fact that I can't do dovetails, but for me, I want to learn how to do dovetails for me. <laughs> yeah, it's just something for yep. me. So, um, you guys want to wrap this thing? Yeah. So let me. Guys, uh, thank you. Well, do you want to do the outro? Or I want to do a little quick shout for Merka real quick. Do your oh yes, just please. real fast. I want to say a big thank you to Merka again. Really, really appreciate you guys very much. Uh, People are asking me on the daily about those machines, and I really do stand behind them. I know these guys do too. I'm talking about Dan and Pete. I won't put words in Jeff's mouth, but I really do stand. We we really stand behind it on the podcast, and they're really good tools, and they work very well. I know we just said that you don't need the most premium tools in your shop to get stuff done, and I will say that's true too. You don't need the best tools in the shop, but when you get to the point where you feel like you can afford something like that, and it makes sense for what you're doing. It really is a great sander, and we really do appreciate uh, their support and their the support to the community. So, Pete, what were you going to say? Well, I was going to say just uh, if you guys want to continue to support the show, check us out on Patreon. Check us out individually on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok, especially on YouTube. Uh, Mike, I think you dropped a video this week, right? Yeah, it's a banger. Yeah. It's almost yeah, to 600 a, views. The CNC flag. It's fine. It's going to grow. <laughs> Woo! Uh, also, Mike's going to be doing weekly lives on, on Instagram. Yes, oh, I'm sorry, doing on, Sunday on lives. On YouTube as well. On so YouTube. make sure to hit the bell. Subscribe I, to that. I don't want to cut you off, but I actually, that was so much fun last weekend. I really enjoyed that a lot. That was, it, I'm really glad. I love lives. I've done them on Instagram forever. And like 
full transparency, the reason I'm doing them on live, on on YouTube is because I, I'm monetized over there and I can make money off the view hours. And they don't disappear. But it's the same yeah, format. Exactly. And then, yeah, they're not gone. Like, they, I've got, those actually are getting views this week. Or that, that that live is getting views this week. It's it's up to like 200 views. I thought that was, that's more than I thought it would get, to be quite honest. Instagram, they disappear in a day, yeah, right? It's just, it's it's just, just gone. gone. Useless. It's, it's not gone. evergreen. Stupid. Exactly. Anyway, go ahead, Pete. Now, Dan, Dan, you're doing a video as well. They're going to be dropping soon. Right, sometime before Easter. Yeah, sometime before Easter, exactly. <laughs> um, and then definitely check out Jeff and Jess at Two Moose Design for sure. Over at Two Moose, it's Two Moose Design on YouTube, right? Yep. As well, Two yep. Moose Design and every uh, platform, even the Tiki Taki. There we go. Fans only. So sometimes you don't, you can't get it if somebody sneaks in. But uh, I personally, I enjoy that HVLP video because I have a sprayer and I'm very intimidated by it. So I was, I liked watching your finishing. Uh, kind of strategy yeah, for it if you so can get we appreciate that definitely check them out game changer and ch- and check him out on tiktok because from if the rumors are true his content is dare i say fire the fieriest <laughs> and if you want to continue to support the the show make sure to leave a five-star review still broken five stars only sorry it's all you can leave it doesn't let you leave anything lower than that and honestly, the best way to help us out, help our sponsors out, our guests out, is share the show. Yep. Share the show. Tell your friends. Tell your grandma about it. If your grandma's sleeping on a couch, that's fine. Turn on a podcast on her phone. Grab her phone. Play it. Put our yep. show on. Let put it. our show on. <laughs> Let um, it play. And check us out on YouTube because you can not only watch this show, you can watch me stare into the camera um, right now as I'm talking randomly out of my butt. You can watch this, but you can also butt? watch the pre-show, which we've officially, what? again, made live to everyone, what? and you'll be able to watch it. In the it. what? <laughs> what? <laughs> no, the, Keep going. Continue. You're doing a great job. Everyone's no, that's it. No, yeah, uh, that's it. Uh, we love you. Bye. All right. Yeah, we love you. Bye, everyone. Just you, have bye. a great one. Bye. Is that it? Love you long time. I was bowling. So you have no frame of reference here, Donnie. You're like a child who wanders into Walter, the middle of a movie and Walter, wants to know. Walter.